I believe it's health, wealth, love, and happiness. Like those four key pillars is what success is. As long as I am personally focusing on that, that's what I believe success is. Hello everyone and welcome to the CEO Journals podcast. Today you have the pleasure of listening to the voice of Kyle Lee Webber. Kyle's story isn't simply rags to riches. As he says himself, it's more of a rags to riches to then falling back on his face, not once, but twice, to then being able to be successful in what he does today. I delve deep into his story. In this episode, we don't only talk about Kyle's incredible journey. We discuss the troubles of suffering from depression and how he's able to overcome this, the purpose of being an entrepreneur, the right mindset in order to be successful, and so much more. Kyle is kind, funny, charismatic. Kyle is a leader. So I know anyone listening to this episode, once finished, will be inspired and ready to break down any barriers they may be currently facing and achieve their goals. I can't express enough how much value is packed into the next hour. So without further ado, let's dive straight into today's episode. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the CEO Journals podcast. Today on the show, we have Kyle Lee Weber. Kyle, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful, man. Can you hear me loud and clear? I can hear you loud and clear. Awesome. Okay, so just for the viewers that don't know, could you just give us a quick 60-second introduction of who you are and what you do? Yeah, yeah. So I'm the world-famous grandma's boy because I'm, um, I'm actually a grandma's favorite grandson. We're only one. And I started my journey from my grandmother's basement. And uh, I started... Uh, from a small town in Lake Elmo, Stillwater, Minnesota. I started with 13 cents in my bank account. Wow. And I've had success and I've also fallen right back on my face before. So this is a regs to riches falling on my face all the way to, I guess, riches again. And uh, yeah, I mean, my, that's my story. You know, it's, just, it's, a, it's a hero's journey, I guess. So that's, love that, that. that's me. Love that. Can't wait to dive into it. So first, let's just throw it back to your childhood and your upbringing. Um, so how did you find school, for example? Did you play any sports? What did you do? Yeah. So when I, for school, um, everybody was doing football, basketball, you know, tennis, things like swimming. I did swimming in when I was in high school. And what I found for me that made me have the most happiness was I got into paintball. I don't know if you know, like that whole sport. No, paintball. Yeah. So I did that as I was growing up, started in junior high, didn't take it that seriously um, until all my friends stopped taking it seriously. Then I took it seriously and I started to follow all the professionals. And that was my goal. You know, I wanted to become a professional. So I worked my butt off and instead of people going, you know, every single weekend to, go play their, you know, tournaments for basketball or football or try to, you know, win state. I was traveling from state to state um, in professional events, and, and I ended up becoming a semi-professional paintball player, and that was my sport. You know, that's what I did for pretty much almost a living, kind of, as, uh, as I was growing up. I, I loved it. I, I invested every single dollar that I made when I worked the job into that sport. So that was what I did for um, going into high school and stuff like that. 
No, I love that. Um, did you, do you think your sort of like teamwork wise with paintball and leadership, do you think that really helped you with your journey? hundred percent. That is the, that is the sport. And I'm glad you asked a great question. That was the sport that allowed for me to understand what leadership really is because I mean, leadership to me is helping demonstrate to other people what is possible. And I think a lot of people, when you start to, when you become a paintball player um, in the beginning, you're being led by somebody that's better than you or you're inspired by someone. And then there's people that are also on your team that, that get replaced and you have to lead them to greatness too. So it's basically teach, teach, teach. You're on a beach, uh, but that's, that's kind of my mentality, but it's also teach, yeah. teach, teach for me. Uh, it was, it was always becoming the best paintball player so that I could inspire other people um, into greatness and, and which in turn has happened. I remember my first team was called Adrenaline Rush. And when everyone, like I said, my friends, they, they, they went off to go do different things in high school or they just stopped playing paintball. I, I never forgot that name. And I remember taking that name, Adrenaline Rush, and people that were a little bit younger, kids that maybe looked up to, to myself and our previous team, they took that name, Adrenaline Rush, and they ran with it, you know, and they became, uh, I remember when they got their first place trophy and it was just, it was just fun to watch, you know? So I think leadership is, is a huge sport um, in paintball that has allowed me to develop those qualities for sure. No, that's brilliant. I couldn't agree more. Um, obviously helped you massively throughout your journey because you've done extremely well. Um, yeah, so, thank you. so you finished school, did you go to college, university? What happened? I did. I'm, so right now I am, I am in Minnesota, my hometown. I'm living currently, I moved from Miami, Florida to Tucson uh, this past year, but I'm in Minnesota driving right now. should not be driving and, <laughs> and podcasting, but you know what? Um, it is what it is. We're going to make this thing happen. That's why I, I never give up on my dreams. I'm never going to give up on this podcast. We're going to make this thing happen. So I, I'm in Minnesota right now, my hometown. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I think that this is, your, your question, I'm sorry, it kind of cut out. What was your question again? Just because it kind of um, cut out. So what happens when you, did you, when you finished school, did you go college, to college? Yeah. So college. I'm, I'm near it right now. I went to Century College. Um, I, I love, I love what college can do. I believe it's a big waste of money. And I knew this way back in the day. Um, I went into college thinking like, I'm going to do this because my friends and my family want me to do this. That's the only reason why I'm doing this. So I got in, I saw, I love psychology. I love sociology. There's a lot of classes that I was taking that I loved, but everything else they're telling me I had to take did not pertain to what I wanted to go and learn. I didn't want to grow in this, these different areas, but they told me I had to do them. They're called generals and all this stuff. Make it basically to me, it was a business. So I was like, respect, I respect the fact that this is a business, but I'm not going to buy into this business model. I'm okay if I was going to be a doctor or a lawyer, like you need the, you need the, the field. So I know I'm going on a little bit of a tangent for this, but That's for me, fine. I went, I went and did uh, psychology and sociology, but I walked into a classroom and the teacher, for me, I've always liked exotic cars. I've always liked, you know, an exotic lifestyle. I wanted the better things in life so I could take care of myself and my family. I believe in true ultimate freedom, you know, do things when I want, when I, whenever I want. And I remember walking in one day and I remember seeing this teacher that deserved, in my opinion, way more money than what they were getting paid. 
And I, I think I was like, what kind of car do you have? And he didn't have a car that I wanted, if that makes any sense. No, yeah. And I wanted an exotic car. I wanted at that time, I wanted a Bentley. I wanted a Dodge Viper. All these exotic cars that came to my mind because I always read these magazines. Um, and to me, it was like, why would I want to take advice from anybody that doesn't have a lifestyle that I want? I'm okay uh, with learning from people, but if I want to go make a lot of money, have a big bank account, I should go take advice from people who have a lifestyle that I want. So I went and got an MBA, which some people get PhDs and things like that. I got an MBA, which is called a major bank account. I decided to go learn from people and I said, you know, I, I shouldn't say I dropped out of college. I dropped into my full potential. Does that make any sense? Yeah, of course it does. I, was a dro I dropped in. I didn't drop out. I dropped in. So, and I started learning right away from uh, people that had money, like a lot of money, because money rules this entire world. And that's the only thing that I realized is these guys were such geniuses. These, these schools were such geniuses at taking my money as a business, because we don't live in a country, you guys. That's what I think. We live in a company. We live in a business. And, th and schools were taking so much money, not only for myself, but my friends and stuff. And uh, I started to see people that are a little bit older than me because I used to hang out with them in high school, getting out of college. And they were like, they couldn't get a job. They couldn't find a position um, that pertained to their degree. And I was like, I can foresee the future. Um, and this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go and learn from other people. So... That's what I did. And so that's, I know it's kind of a tangent, but I just think that anybody is listening in, just be very, very careful on what you're going to go do. Um, because college is probably one of the biggest mistakes. I learning lessons I could have learned from if I didn't, but yeah, just, I'm not going to say anything more. <laughs> <laughs> did you have, did you have a plan when you finished or was it just, no, no, not at all. I, I, I was sitting around a bonfire everybody else is going off to college again, right? So it's kind of like you get, you get your little break and you go back off to college. And one of my best friends growing up in elementary school went off to like a, a college where you could get your degree really fast and do construction. So we got into construction management. All my friends are going off to college, but we're sitting around a bonfire. And remind you, like having those conversations, like, yeah, I'm going off to Madison, Wisconsin, U of UW, I'm going off to, U of M, Minnesota, I'm going off to whatever big schools and, and it's great. But my friend at the time, Travis, looks at me across the bonfire. He says, dude, you want to move down to Florida next Tuesday? And everyone was like, what? And I was like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'll do that. And everyone was like, okie dokie, like you guys are for sure not going to leave next Tuesday. Packed up all my stuff. We didn't Did even it. have a, we didn't even have a map back then. There wasn't like Google maps. There wasn't any internet thing. I, I feel like I'm old now, but uh, yeah, we did. We just knew we were going to hit a blue looking ocean thing. So we drew, drove from Minnesota. My mom's crying, you know, everyone's just bawling their eyes out like, no way you guys are going to leave their, their hometown. You guys can't do this. What if it doesn't work? I don't give a sh like, so I packed up my stuff. He packed up his stuff, took his truck, drove 30 plus hours didn't know where we were going and just drove down to, to, to Florida. To and, do that. Uh, I, yeah. And at, at that time there was nothing like we, we didn't know what we were going to do. All we knew was that we wanted more. We wanted freedom. We wanted to make a lot of money. And it's funny. You don't care about the how, cause the how doesn't matter. Everyone's always like, how are you going to do it? 
it's not if you already make that decision it's because in latin decision means to cut off from so you cut off from all this thinking thinking and you just go and i remember uh just we hit like tampa florida we got to florida hit tampa florida uh and then we didn't like that it was like it was at the time it was really really ghetto like there was like there was like hookers coming out of the, the hotel rooms and all this stuff. And we're like, Oh God, young kids, 19, 20. I don't know how old we were at the time. Young kids, you know, uh, in our twenties and like, just like, Oh God, kept on driving, hit this, uh, big, huge bridge, came back down into a place called Bradenton, Sarasota, Florida. And, uh, I don't know, man, we just, we, we found this one place. We had luckily good enough credit to get a, a spot. And we no, sleep say, in how, did you go there have no it, idea? We didn't know what we didn't know live. what credit was. We didn't know nothing. You must have had well, quite a bit of self-belief to just go with no oh, plan and just oh, dude, wing it. Scared. Like beyond scared. <laughs> but like there was like I couldn't turn back, like, hey, we we burned the bridges. Like we we can't go back. And uh we get there, we find this location, they said, Hey, we have to wait until tomorrow to see if it clears. And so we slept in the back of the truck. So we had he had an F one fifty ford truck sat slept in the back of this truck and in florida we'd never been to florida before myself and him and we wake up in the morning and we have like it looks like we have chicken pox because there's these bugs in florida called no seams like anyone knows like these bugs like these, you can't see them but they they bite you and i wake up and i'm like look like i had chicken pox and it was crazy because that location said no to us and so we were like oh man kept on going found another location they said no to us and then found this one place that would give us just a one bedroom not a two bedroom for me and him just the one bedroom and we didn't have a ton of money at the time so we bought this futon from walmart you know he slept on the futon i just slept on the ground <laughs> so we had no nobody nobody down there no friends nothing and uh i just remember seeing this motorized cooler scooter when we woke up in the morning like if you can imagine this a cooler you, you, you have two wheels in the back, one in the front. Yeah. You can put like stuff in, like a cooler, but it goes 15 miles per hour. And we were like, dude, that is so sick. <laughs> and we saw people renting like scooters and stuff. Um, Cause that's what happens down in Florida. People rent like scooters or cars um, cause they're on vacation. And we were like, what if we like started a cooler scooter rental business? And, uh, that's what we did. We called it. We figured out who the manufacturer was. We essentially white labeled it, like private labeled it, making our own company called Cool Whips because, you know, whipping around these little cooler scooters Nice. and um, slapped our logo on there. And we started renting these things out and things got really good. Um, we ended up at, at 20 years old. Back then, we ended up buying a freaking Hummer. So I don't know where I'm going with this, but I'm just trying to tell you kind of the whole story. Uh, and yeah, like we just started, that was our first business, you know, that was our first business. So that's my first like real kind of entrepreneurship journey was, was that uh, company right there started a cooler scooter business. Where did that go downhill then? <laughs> because when we started to rent these things out, we ended up franchising out the model to like Fort Myers, yeah, Bradenton, Panama city beach. We were up there. Uh, what ended up happening is that they started to know myself, my business partner's name because people get hurt so much because they're hammered. They're on these three wheeled cooler scooters 
going 15 miles per hour, huge, huge risk. Uh, and we're just like, man, this is not good. So what really happened from that, which was a blessing too, was I had a girlfriend at the time and my business partner, we, we ended up getting like jobs just to pay for our own lives, like our own personal lives, but fueled actually our business even more too, because the business was doing good. But he got off work, came over to my um, place. I was staying with this girlfriend at the time. He's like, bro, I think we have to make a decision here, man. I think we should, you know, stop this business and start a different one. And we didn't know what to do. He's like, maybe we should just like start a clothing company. And he was like, man, I'm just kidding. And I was like, dude, but seriously, that sounds sick. So that was when I first ever drew the logo on her wall. You're not supposed to draw on people's walls, but I just took out like, this pen and started drawing on her wall. And she was like, what the heck? And I was like, dude, I got this vision for this logo. And we drew out this logo. And uh, that's when this vision of just kidding clothing came about. Like, just kidding. When you say, hey, man, you're a douchebag. Just kidding. You really meant it. So you meant, but seriously. Yeah. Like, so it was JKBS, but just kidding clothing. There's probably stuff on YouTube still with it. Like, if you look up Rockin' JK or just kidding clothing on YouTube or something, there's probably some old stuff. But we had, that was our, that was our kind of like our, bigger success that we had that was like the the business that really kind of took it to the next level for us where we started to learn like uh true entrepreneurship so that's not what you do anymore what happened to that what happened to that one yeah so so that business um it's it's sometimes when you're in business partnerships and you have there's going to be some things that get in the way um I don't know if I want to talk too much about like what I think got in the way, but let's just say, I think me personally, from my standpoint, guys, my, my business part at the time was really, really cool, dude. And, uh, what happened was I, I think that I really ticked off this ex-girlfriend of mine where I like just kind of let her go, like see ya. And she somehow figured out how to get back to me by going and like getting with my business partner. So that really ticked me off as a business partner because she was in his ear, like making him think that he was almighty, knew what he was doing. Um, and he could do it all by himself type thing. So that, that hinders a lot of business. When you were in business partnership, you have to respect each other and love each other, whether it's two guys or guy to girl business partnership or two girls. Um, and you have to understand who plays what role, like, you know, the rock, like the, the WWE yeah. guy if you understand him he plays his role he understands his role you stay in your lane and what happened was I would you I would do a lot of the design work the the vision of like where the brand was going and he would do a lot of the behind the scenes like the stuff that's maybe not the most fun like the technical stuff the the, the like making sure the management of the money and um, where things are allocated and things like that for the business and what happened was when she was in his ear, it, it became like, Hey, you should make some more designs. You should try your own thing. And when that happens, it hinders what people are both great at and what people both should do. And even though you know that you can do a little bit of somebody else's business, you don't take that from them. Right. Does that make sense? And yeah. again, like I I'm, it's my fault for being mean to this this chica at the time and letting her go when she probably didn't want to go. And I was a young kid and I'm like, you know, just playboy, just wanted to go do my own thing. 
And uh, maybe that was how she got back to me. And karma, just remember this, karma always will come back to get you. And uh, I, I think I deserve that. I think I deserve that business not going too well. And that's what happened is, is the business kind of dwindled downward. And uh, I had to look elsewhere for something different. For me as Kyle, as a personal, you know, I got to take care of, take care of the ink, my own ink, and like figure out who I am and what I want to do, what makes me happy again. Um, I had to look elsewhere to, to build something, you know, and that's what happened. No, and I can agree more. So people should definitely take note of how to definitely treat your business partners as well. Because when going into business, obviously, that's a massive thing. If you're going to go in in a partnership, you need to trust each other. You need to be respectful of each other, respect each other's decisions. 100% of the way, that needs to be something you definitely need to go for throughout. Um, I've heard your story before, so I know I know what happens. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You call yourself the world-famous grandma's boy because you had to move back in with her. How did that actually <laughs> feel you had to move back? Did that sort of like feel as if it damaged your reputation, like going back to when you proved to these friends you went out and you did it and yeah, then you had to yeah. go back? How did that's that feel? The, that's probably the toughest part that anyone in this thing called life that we're living can go through is when your pride gets damaged that hard. Mm -hmm. Because when I grew up, I was, I guess I was a goofball. I was friends with everybody. I understood how to be with each click and I love people. Uh, what ended up happening was, yeah, if you can imagine this, like getting to a point where you have enough money to start traveling and doing things that people out there in the perceptional world think is dope, like private jets, exotic cars, penthouse, you know, living, did it all. I did that. Right. And you're at that time, your friends are like, dude, congratulations, blah, blah, blah. Like, but before they started saying congratulations, it was like, Hey, that thing's not going to work, whatever you're doing, blah, blah, blah good luck. So I did that. And now they're all like, congratulations. But then when I came, boom, lost it all and had to move back into my grandmother's basement. My pride is completely like destroyed because they're like, Oh, told you so. Told you so. Mom and dad's like, yo, you should get a job. You know, have you ever thought about getting a job, all this stuff. So yeah, that was super, super tough because it'd be different if I lost it all. And I went back to my own house. Yeah. Does that make sense? It'd be, yeah. it'd be okay if I went back to maybe my parents' house. Still, that'd be pretty devastating too. But it's the ultimate when you go back to your grandmother's house. Love my grandmother. She ended up passing away this past year. Um, but that lady brought me back, nurtured me back to health. Because my parents got a divorce when I was like 17 years old, right? Um, so I couldn't go to their houses. What I mean by that is like, so my mom actually... Uh, had an affair on my dad with my best friend's dad down the street and that's always affected me to really build up that like core I want to hang out with my mom relationship all the time so it's been a very kind of like so I whenever I come back to Minnesota I don't go to her house whenever I come back to Minnesota I don't go back to my dad's house my dad's a huge hoarder I don't know if you ever seen like hoarders the show but like my dad's house looks just like one of those houses and I can't tell my dad hey I'm gonna I want to get you help because he's just too stubborn. You know, that's just how yeah. all these people that do that. I love my dad to life. And um, I think that for me, it was like, that's what made me gravitate towards my grandmother. She was the only person at the time that would let me, you know, move in with her. Cause remind you, if you don't know my story, there was a time rewind where I made like a lot of money. But even before that, I read a book called rich dad, poor dad. And I love owned that. my own house dude, when I was like, I owned my own house before like, any of these young kids owned their own house. Hey, I bought a house when I was 
20, 21 or something with my business partner at the time with the clothing company. But I also, at that time, it was the cool time to go to the casinos. So I made about $90,000 plus playing blackjack in four months. And I lost it all back in three days, plus even more of my own money. So I knew nothing about credit and stuff. I had to move back into my grandmother. I mean, sorry, I had to move into my grandmother's house. I had to call her up and say, hey, you know, I have to rent out my room here at my own house. I have to rent out my own room just so I can have enough of the money to put back into our, you know, our business and stuff. And she said, yes, but I couldn't bring my dog along. That was one thing that bummed me out. I had Nikita Husky. I couldn't bring that along. And I had to leave it there with my business partner. Um, so yeah, but like that is a devastating feeling. So if there's anyone out there that you feel like you're as low as low, I mean, can you imagine being at your grandmother's house? And at the time before that, like I had a girlfriend too, and like i'm just thankful that she even liked me during so if you have a down chick like a lady that is with you and she's willing to be there with you during those struggles like at your grandmother's basement still willing to love you and still understands or sees you for where you're about to go that's something that i messed up on too as well i have to, I have to like tell myself that all the time I'm like do i mess up on that one because that chica like was there for me during the hardest of times. And uh, that's something I really respect her for. Um, but I have my own, like, you know, own uh, sins that I've made in my life too, as well. Like, and I should, I should definitely uh, teach people from that. You know, that's, that's why I love doing this type of stuff is yeah. if you feel like you're at your lowest low, I had 13 cents in my bank account. Like there's, I have, fo there's, there's pictures all online about it. Like, 13 cents in my bank account and my grandmother's basement. You know how hard that is to, to get out of that, that like funk. Very difficult. But if I can do it, so can you. Can we touch you? Mind, we, do you mind if we touch on mental health just a little bit? Because I, I feel that in the, I feel at the moment in today's society, we're getting better at it. As in, we're all starting to talk about it a little bit more. So it's getting out there. People, oh, of course. people are understanding it more, which I think's been obviously very difficult recently because it's not until. I would say until social media that's become a big thing and everything, everyone's becoming more comfortable opening up about it, talking about how they felt. Um, so have you got any advice for how to get over it as such? How did you find were the best ways to deal with it yourself? Yeah. I'll tell you when I, when I made my next run, when I got out of my grandmother's house, um, it was the hardest, hardest point in my entire life because not only did I get out, I started to have a little bit of success. I was living in a penthouse again in Miami. And uh, I'm on like the, one of the highest floors in this damn place. And I still was looking over all of Miami, beautiful Miami. Like if you can imagine having the most gorgeous view of the ocean in all of downtown of something, right? And I'm doing well. And I still don't want to talk about this, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, whatever, I'm an open book. I don't care. Um, I wanted to commit suicide. I wanted to jump off the fucking, like, I wanted to, excuse my French, but I wanted to jump off. Like, I was like, dude, let's go. Why, what am I living this life for? Um, because what I was dealing with at that moment, I now understood it, but I didn't understand it. So, 
depression will lie in the past. What you could have done, man. Like what you like, oh, what if back then when you when you were at the height of height and everything was great, your friends were telling you you're awesome, it just kept on going. Like that's depression. You're lying in what coulda, woulda, shoulda happened. So that's where I was, which is the point where like I wanted to literally jump off a gosh darn, you know, like Pentel's balcony. Anxiety. The biggest thing people are dealing with right now, depression, anxiety. Anxiety lies in the future. So I didn't have too much of that, but anxiety, if you do have anxiety, you're you're focused too much on am I gonna get married? Am I gonna have a kid? Am I going to get this, uh, you know, raised if all these things in the future, you're thinking too much in the future. But then I realized when I was sitting there and I calmed myself down, I just, and something else happened by the way. And I'll tell you that after this, but when you live in the now, there's a reason why they call it the present. It's a fucking gift. It's a gift that God gives you. And if you live in the now and you realize all you have is now, like right now, we're talking right now, we're in the now, you can't look left, you cannot look right, you don't have the ability to think about depression, you don't have the ability to think about anxiety. Um, and that was where I think that I was able to break through. And on top of it, there's one or two more floors on top of this building. And I remember, you're thinking to yourself, the people on top of this building, they got to have the life, man, they got to have it all. Well, I'm sleeping in my bed at the night, the night after I had this idea of me wanting to, you know, let my, let my life go. And I'm in my bed and I remember this guy being like, I'm going to fucking do it. I'm going to do it. And I'm like frozen in my bed. And I'm just thinking to myself, I, I, I can't get up. Have you ever been like in your bed and you're just like frozen? Like you wake up from something and you're just like, maybe had a really bad nightmare and you cannot get up or you can't even move. I, I couldn't move. And all I wanted to do was think to myself, I need to go help this dude. And all I could do was pray. All I know is like, God, just do not let this guy do it. And remind you, he's not below me. He's above me. So when everyone thinks that people that are having the life that look up and you, and you think that this person has the most beautiful, gorgeous, they have the nicest car, nicest woman, nicest kids. There's a lot of people that are friends closest that are depressed, that have that anxiety that aren't even living in the now that want to leave, leave this world too. They, and I think that what you're talking about mental health, that is something that's going to go into the future as probably one of the biggest things that are going to affect this world is going to be stress is going to be anxiety is going to we're going to witness probably a lot of people, you know, really taking their lives because they're so addicted to the approval of other people. We are so addicted to the approval of other people. It's sickening. It's like, I'm so sick and tired of watching people struggle, you know, like, and I think what happens is we see these social media platforms we're on and it affects, it affects us deeply because we're comparing ourselves so deeply to someone else's highlight reel. I'm telling you right now, I, me personally, for my own mental health, I've even thought about getting off of all social media um, that has to do with huge stimulation, like Instagram is a terrible, if you have mental health issues or problems or you're focusing on comparing yourself to other people, you should unfollow everyone and just have your followers that are following you, but you should, for your energy, have nobody you're following. You cannot see anybody else's life. Focus on your own. How can you make 
anybody else happy until you're happy yourself. Self-ish. Take the ish out of your life, focus on yourself before you can care about anybody else. Same thing going into your next relationship. All that stuff. Just focus on yourself. Get lost in yourself to find yourself. And other things that YouTube might be a great platform if you want to learn and gather information. Facebook is a waste of time um, when it comes to you and your mental health too. It's a huge waste of time. I believe what's going to happen though is a lot of people will, yeah, they'll take their life because of the fact that nobody knows about this. And I'll tell you one thing that'll scare the shit out of you that'll make you understand not to do something is there's engineers, right? Like, like engineers to build this building behind me. There's engineers that are, that are in school right now that, uh, um, that work for plants, big plants, big organizations. And when they get out of school, they go work for these companies. Nobody knows that there's engineers, there's addictive engineers, people that get hired to go to Las Vegas here in the United States, which is a gambling, you know, central hub for people that get addicted and they cannot leave. And they're wondering why they cannot leave. They're addicted. Addictive engineers program these things so that you don't leave. Like there's engineers that even create the highways to go the wrong way so you don't make your flight. No one knows this type of stuff. They do it on purpose to keep you there, keep you stuck, to keep you like literally about to what? Kill yourself. These engineers the past five to seven years have been hired from the biggest companies we are on when it comes to our platforms. Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube. They, this is a business. They got to keep you here. All they want is attention. And how yeah. do they get your attention? By hiring the right people that can make your attention addictive, like a drug. It's, a, it's, an, it's the biggest drug known to man is social media and no one's talking about it. And if I'm the only person that's going to come out and say it, you are being, you're, like if you're not smart mentally, you don't realize how you're being conditioned. It's called training, right? That's why I talk about school a lot as to why it might be a big waste of your time and why you maybe want to follow a different dream. It's the same thing as how that would work. Think about how you're being trained. If you feel like you're going on your phone all the time, every five freaking minutes, and your friends are telling you, hey, hey, you, I can't, yo, what, why, why can't, you're like, oh, dude, I'm sorry, I'm on my phone, my bad. It's because you're addicted to it. You're sucked in. It's the same thing. It's called a television program. It's hypnosis. It's programming you. So, so, so think about how they programmed you for school. You went to school from Monday through Friday. You never went to school Saturday and Sunday. So Monday through Friday, you went to school from 7 o'clock in the morning until 3.30 in the afternoon. That's like an eight-hour day. Eight hours, eight hours, eight hours, eight hours, eight hours. That's a 40-hour school week. It was called metal working, woodworking class. It wasn't called fun working, enjoying working class. So if you have a teacher, she's the same thing as a boss. Go do homework. Do this. Go do this. No one likes to be told what to do. If you have a manager at your job, it's incentivization. You go do this, I'll give you a pizza. Well, I don't want a flipping pizza. So what ends up happening is you get off of school, you, get, you graduate, you go get your job, and from Monday through Friday, where are you going? You're going from your home to where? Work. Home, work, home, work, home, work, home, work, home, work. Now, what ha happens if I were to teach you what you really need? Not someone that tells you, go do this and go do that at work. Not someone like a teacher, go do homework. You need a leader. You need a mentor. You need someone that says, let's go do it together. Let's go make money together. Let's go travel the world together. Let's go inspire people together. Let's go make an impact together. That's what people need, but they don't know they need it. 
So if you take homework and you flip it, it's work home, work from home. Right now, you're working from home. Right now, I, I'm pretty much working from a car, but I'm working from home. Yeah. You can flip your life around. Pretty soon, these, these jobs are going to say you can work from home because that's the best quality of your life as long as you can you know, maintain it the right way. So I think for, for just that little idea right there, that vision right there, if you caught on to that, it's, it's also the way you're being manipulated when it comes to social media. If you're being manipulated on how to go to school, get good grades, learn how to work for somebody else, work 40 years of life, retire off 40% of that income that you can barely afford to live on in the first place. I mean, come on, dude, you know the game. Like, you can't run the game unless you know the game. So you got to understand what you're being conditioned for. And uh, I think that, yeah, social media, man, like, just watch, dude. There's going to be, and not to mention even the economy. The economy will crash here soon, and everyone's going to be, like, so scared. But it's like, dude, history repeats itself, man. Just get ready. Be smart. Save your money. Invest it into silver, gold, real estate, things that are not in control of the banks, dude. Like, all this stuff is important. So. Going on a rant, but I care. I love that. And thank you for being so open about the mental health issues. Um, As I say, that's only going to help people. Um, I know you mentioned feelings if you didn't have a purpose when you were talking about mental health issues. I want to dive into um, what you're running now, Rank Up Now. Do you feel as if that gave you a purpose? Because obviously you're helping others with that business. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so thank you for, for, again, all these awesome questions too as well. You're incredible. Yeah, I think like, I believe you're born on purpose to find your purpose and it doesn't matter how long it's going to take you. I believe what has happened with Rank Up Now is, yeah, we have a software business that we help people that want to learn how to make money and generate leads and create more sales in their business. They get our software, right? But I think what the hidden thing is like, is we're helping people shift, like have these paradigm shifts by utilizing our software. It's like you get in to buy a product, but you don't realize that you're, you're going to come in, you're going to change and transform your life. That's all that we care is rank up now, run, run. Like R-U-N stands for rank up now. Our vision is this whole entire run family, this run movement, these runners, that if you feel like you can get better 1% to 2% each day and rank up now in your life, your business, your relationships, utilizing our software in our training, our courses, our modules um, when you're in the back end, I mean, you can transform your whole life. And we, we don't just sell courses. I think there's a lot of people out there online, they sell courses on how to, like, if you can't make money, then go teach it. It's like, dude, we did it. And now we're, not only do we teach it, but we actually have a software that, like, we, we own a real business. Um, and I think that's something that is important for people um, is that they, they get something on a reoccurring subscription model that they get to come back to day in and day out to grow themselves to rank up now no i love that um so i just got i've got three questions on three topics i don't think are spoken about enough at the moment so that is Mm. with money relationships and death they're very three Mm. very simple questions i'm going to round off every single show with from now on so yeah first question what does success mean to you dude success means being i mean success just to me personally yeah. Um, I believe it's health, wealth, love, and happiness. Like those four key pillars is what success is. As long as I am personally focusing on that, that's what I believe success is. So 
focused on my health. I was like 40 plus over pounds overweight until my best friend told me, Hey, you're getting chubby. And I focused on my health. I was aware of it. I started drinking more water. That's all I did. And, and I went to the gym and it didn't, it helped a little bit, but just drank a lot of water and ate smaller portions of size. Um, wealth focused on like, you know, wealth is not about looking rich on social media. It's about being rich. So you can look the fucking part if you want to, but we all know you're broke as shit behind the scenes. All right. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, tell that to freaking like Mark Zuckerberg and Bill Gates and, and like Elon Musk. These guys aren't out here, you know, flashing gold chains and, and, and Instagram modeling and stuff like that. They have a real business to focus on. So wealth, focus on your customers. It's all that matters. Give them, deliver them the best quality product. Because if you're focused on your own life and your own Instagram, your own Facebook, your own whatever the heck it is, you are you're taking away from the most important part. It's the, it's them. It's the customer. Um, love. Remember you can't love anybody else until you love yourself. Like I, you gotta love, you gotta love everything. Love is so much greater than hate, you know? So don't hate, congratulate, just, just love, love, um, happiness. That is a big thing that I think we're, we are on the pursuit of happiness, but we may never find it. So don't think that you're just happy. Boom. I'm happy. Look at me. I'm happy. Because everybody with the freaking laughter and the smiles, it's, it's probably the fakest world we live in right now with the fake smiles and the fake like, ah, everything's all good. The people that are so happy are the ones you probably have to worry about. Because those are the ones that usually don't have it together. They're just really good at faking it. Um, and I, I've fallen victim to that too. So uh, I'm not like making fun or, or, uh, or like degrading those people. I just know the people that you can feel that are very, very grounded. They don't laugh as much. They don't, they don't, they don't smile a lot because they don't have nothing to say because they're focused on themselves. They love themselves. And, uh, and those are the people you want to surround yourself with. So, and success, if I were to say for other people, success to them could just be like, I'm a great mom. Like my best friend, I'm, I'm actually living with my, uh, not living, but staying with my best friend before I go back to Tucson here. I came back for my best friend's uh, bachelor party and, um, dude, he has a new child, like a kid he brought into the world. Like he's a dad. Like that's my, I know how messed up that dude was growing up. Like, and to see him with a child and like to him, that could be happiness. Just being a father and like his, his beautiful wife, like she has a kid now. And, uh, wow, dude, I don't know why I just, this is full circle, by the way, past mm -hmm. girlfriend that I had, I, I, even though I broke it off with her, her sister, I introduced him to my best friend to her sister and that's the two that had a child. So even if that relationship didn't work, what God okay. wanted for me was to introduce those two, which they brought a child into the world. I guess I'm uncle Kyle now, even though I'm not <laughs> uncle, but like, that's, I, I don't know what the heck is. That's just, that's crazy. But yeah. So no, success exactly. can mean anything for anyone. It doesn't have to be monetary money and stuff. I think success is just different for everybody, but that was my four key things for success for me health wealth love and happiness no i love that and that feeds perfectly into my next question about relationships obviously i noticed that you're extremely close with your family now you post them on your instagram all the time i think it's yeah. beautiful to see because i think someone that's able to show that to the public and just have no real shame about and i don't mean like shame but they're not embarrassed to post it in front of the world to see like you've got a lot of followers a lot of people will see your stories but you just post it out there like don't give a damn 
they yeah. are your family. You love them so much. But have you, throughout your journey, have you struggled to maintain relationships, whether that's with your family, with your friends, significant others, or have you managed to find a way to sort of like have them with you on that journey? Um, yes and no. I mean, like my family is probably the most freaking messed up family ever. Mm. Like maybe some people can relate. Like it's like they're not perfect, but I just love them. Like anyway, yeah. you love him anyway. You're just like, dude, my dad is just like, he will not get his freaking act together. He's a hoarder. Like, but I love him anyway. Like he's an incredible human being that's always been there for me day in and day out. My sister, the same thing. My mom, the same thing. Um, my sister is the most lovable, eccentric, caring um, person that I know. Like she's, she's just a rock. Like for me during my hardest times in life, um, and my mom has always been there to tell me, you know, same thing as my grandmother, like, like Kyle, be a leader, not a follower, just, just lead people to the promised land type thing. And that's, she'd always tell me, Kyle, never sell yourself short. And so that's where I would have jobs and I'd get fired or I'd leave a job because I knew myself worth. I'll work, I will freaking work my butt off to do that. And what ended up happening is throughout my career. With, with my family, um, the hardest times when I'm not doing well, I put all my pain onto them. So I'd be calling them, bitching at them, or being frustrated or something with them when really it's like I'm, I'm dying inside, like I'm hurting inside. And uh, that's not fair to them. But then there's times where I'm doing very well and they're not doing too hot. You know, and if I can help them, whether it's monetary and money-wise or just good energy, I'm there for them. So I think it's just a two-way street. It's that duality, up, down, sideways, left, right. There's just duality. And I think that I wouldn't be the person that I am like without them. And I think a lot of people always think about, well, there's people out there that have a better family. They're more well-off. They bought them a house and all that. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, we all, deep down, we all know we're dealing with some messed up stuff in families. Like, <laughs> ah, man, families are just fun. It is what it is, but it's crazy the same thing. No, and I love, and I love that you're really close to your family. I can't. I'm super close to my family. My whole family, yeah. inseparable. We do everything, and I can't thank them enough. I've had, I've had a really nice upbringing. Parents are still together. Always been together. They will always it's be together. I can. Man, I love that. Got a younger sister, and we still get on really well. And I can't thank them enough. Basically. <laughs> But I love yeah, that. no, of course, of course. Family's everything, man. You said um, that too before we even jumped on the on the on the podcast on this on this live. You said like, yo, family's everything because I was about to do something with my mom, right? I'll go go to the Minnesota Zoo. Like I love I love pets, so <laughs> I love uh, animals. So she's about to bring me to the Minnesota Zoo, and yeah, like you said, like hey, dude, no worries if we can't do it right now. Like your family's everything, and I respect you one hundred percent for saying that. So I appreciate you. No, of course, and I'd I'd love it if people said that vice versa as well, because that's what I want it to come back to me. If if I I have to do something with my family, I hope that that person just goes, yeah, fine, do it. We'll sort out another time. Right, right. Um, One last question. It's probably my simple question: Are you scared of dying? Maybe not. I I I was. (laughs) I it's funny you said I was um, until this weekend. So at this bachelor party. I don't know why, but like we, we did this Apple River thing up here in Wisconsin and it's like, I think it's like Wisconsin, Minnesota. 
never did in my entire life. I grew up here and did Apple River for the bachelor party. If you can imagine the gigantic lazy river, a whole bunch of people, you know, having fun for the bachelor party, all tubes are tied and you're, and you're just like floating down the, the river, long river. Well, after that river raft ride, the time that I got there, the first day on a Friday, uh, everybody was going to take this natural drug that comes from the ground. It's called shrooms. So I was like, okie dokie, I guess I'll try it. And can I talk about this on, on here? I think it's, I think, you, yeah, you can. I think it's open because obviously okay. a lot of people so, have concerns about these sort of yeah, things. It, so. be different. it would be different if I was doing like a whole bunch of other drugs. I think that this drug is like the only, and I don't know if they call it a drug, but it's from the ground in this earth that we live on. And what happened was, if you can imagine like it was like I was at, I was there at the afterlife and what it felt like to me was all of my friends were around and we just loved each other this is what it felt like like if you can imagine like passing away like we all had stuff to talk about of all the funny things the things that we thought were a big deal that we were got mad at each other for we were laughing it off like it was just pure love again that's all that you, if you want to win in life that we're living in right now, before you pass away, just start with the whole idea of love and just be like, cause the person never meant what they meant. Whatever they did is what they did. That's, that is what it is. And same thing when you're doing alcohol, there's a reason why they call it wine and spirits when you go buy alcohol. Cause when you purchase those wine and spirits, the spirits is bad spirits, bad entities that, that get attached to you. That's why if you get hammered out of your mind, and you're like, oh, we wake up in the morning, like, dude, I'm so sorry to mean to do that. I, I don't know who that was. I don't, it's because a spirit is attached to you when you're doing drugs. Um, and the, the thing that I realized is that when, when I was on this drug, we were all like remembering these stupid times that we had. We were also remembering all of the amazingness things that this life that we had previously. It's almost like I was there in the afterlife. And I would look down, there's a Coca-Cola bottle. And I'm like, cool. That was somebody's purpose, their vision, their dreams, their goals. They worked so hard on that thing. The charcoal, I looked at the charcoal company and it was charcoal to, to make for the grill. And it was like, that's somebody's dream. That was someone's like livelihood. That was someone's, that's the reason why they worked their butt off their entire life. And they changed a lot of people's lives. Think about how many people had fun with charcoal, making fires and like and, and eating food together at, at a family gathering. And like, there was all these different brands that I could witness, like that it made me realize we're on this earth to raise it, to have people have fun, to love each other, to raise the vibration of this world. So again, the drug might be a drug to other people, but it wasn't, it would enhance what I felt like was going to be what happens when I pass away. And I was so okay with it. I was like, dude, this is going to be the coolest mm -hmm. thing when I pass away. Like I, I was worried about my grandmother. When she passed away, the love of my life, my grandfather also was my best friend too. And it was as if they were there with us too. It was so, it was so dope. It was like, everyone was just hanging out. We were just, I would think of a certain person and, uh, and, and like, it was just like, we were having conversations in, in the, in the ether of everyone was all good. Everyone was based around love. And it was, that's all I'm going to tell people is, is, uh, is that that's what it felt like. So I think like death is going to be so dope. Like you're moving on to go see your previous family, but everybody else is going to be coming there with you. 
So we're all going to be there laughing our butts off, giggling, appreciating each other. And, and it's funny because everyone has their own journey. When we were there, it was like one of my friends is heavier set. And I loved him. We all loved him for him. He might just be a heavier set dude. Like, like, and it's okay. So, so many people, so many people judge other people and what they're doing, smoking cigarettes or someone's, you know, eating this bad stuff or they go down this wrong path in the world that we live in right now. But when we all pass away, we're all laughing and remembering our spirits because we're not human beings having a spiritual experience. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. Our spirits are going to leave our bodies, but we don't leave this place. This is what it felt like. So yeah, that was pretty dope. Wow. That was not the response I was expecting, and I'm probably never going to get one like it, but that's probably going to be the best response I'm ever going to have to that question. I can tell oh, you now. Oh, cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, I, no, this is, I probably shouldn't have told people I took that drug, but I did. <laughs> so Joe Rogan yeah. will be happy, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, thank you for your time. You're welcome, man. Thank it's you for coming on the show. Thank you for agreeing to be on the CEO Journals podcast. Any final words of wisdom for the listeners? Don't wait for the window of opportunity. Break through the wall. Love it. You know, just just go for it. Just run for your dreams. Run for your goals. Um, and and just be super super scared. Like, be in that realm and know what fear feels like. Because once you actually go over that realm, like you tip over to the different scale of like what success, I guess, could be like or happiness is and stuff like that you'll realize it was just like false evidence appearing real. It was like, dude, I wait, wow. I was really worried about that. Like that was stupid. So anything you're frightened of, you're scared to do, you're scared to hit up that girl. You're scared to hit up that boy and be like, yo, I really like you. Or, or you're scared to start that business. Like you're scared to go to certain school. You're scared to leave your hometown. Just do it. Like we call it just run it. As you know, because rank right now, now. run just, just run it, you know, just run, run it. Like, just, just go for it. I, I just go for it. Find a running partner. If you need someone to hold you accountable for going towards that dreaming goal, let somebody know. That's why I have a business partner um, in, in my business right now is that we hold each other accountable. Find somebody to run with. If you cannot do it yourself, do it with one other person and, uh, and create that culture. You know, that's what I do is create that culture. Culture is, cult sure of people the same values the same beliefs all right find people that will die for your vision die for your beliefs and you'll create this gigantic tribe which in turn is your audience and your audience will buy anything from you because they're bought into you so be the one get it done see you in the next thing we'll also see you on the beaches of the world let's get it thank you appreciate you god bless everybody I just wanted to thank you all for listening to today's episode of the podcast. I'll leave all the relevant links mentioned in the show notes below. That's going to include the guests and my own Instagram handle where you can reach out to us with any questions you may have. In the show notes will also be any useful resources the guest or myself may have mentioned throughout the episode, so definitely check those out. I'd really appreciate it if you hit the subscribe button. It's only going to take a couple of seconds. If you do, it means you're going to be notified whenever I post a new episode. I'd also love if you could leave your thoughts in the rating and review section. I'm going to be reading all of these and it will help me understand what all of you are actually interested in. 
Leaving a rating and review will also help the podcast reach even more people, which only means better guests for you listeners. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and thank you again for listening to CEO Journals. <laughs>